My name is Candace Nicole. I'm an entrepreneur on a mission to destroy the idea that success is for the others. My desire is that you'll connect with this podcast in a way that provides you a laugh, a moment of reprieve, a reminder you're headed in the right direction, or a sign that puts you on the right path. My hope is that you accept my invite into this community, a community of people pushing for more each and every day. Stay tuned for a transparent look into my journey as I grow and glow. It will never be perfect, but it will always be real. Rise and Glow is more than a title. It's a daily action. Hello. Dun, dun, dun. I'm really excited to be here today. Today, we're going to be discussing this whole new year, new me phenomenon. I know there's a couple of different feelings about this in the, in the room right now. <laughs> um, new year, new me. I know that you've heard it. New year, everybody's jumping in and starting fresh with a lot of different things and you see people talk about this in a serious way. You see a, a lot of memes and jokes and people kind of making fun. And uh, I kind of want to talk about that tonight, today. Um, so I used to be somebody that totally made fun. I didn't believe in New Year's resolutions. I thought they were stupid. Sorry, not sorry. I'm only not sorry because my opinion has changed. Um, I think that it is very cliche. Um, a lot of people feel as though it's just everybody's doing the same thing just because everybody else is doing it. And how many times have you started a resolution and you haven't finished it? Uh, I definitely was one of those people. And I think that bitterness kind of attributed to like, oh, I can start it at any time I want to, right? I can change my life whenever I want to. And it's true. You can change your life on a Wednesday in the middle of July. You can change your life on any day that you want to. Um, But as I grew and I began making commitments to myself to change and actually following through on them, my excitement for how amazing it can be when you actually change your life, the, the relationship that you have with yourself, it changes because you start being a person of your word to you. And that makes a difference. I heard that explained one time and I realized that I was a person of my word to so many people around me. But when it came to making promises for myself and following through for me, I rarely did. And so it got to a place where I already knew that I wouldn't do what I said I would do, so I stopped even trying. And that got to a really gross place in my life. And so once I committed, recommitted to doing what I said I would do for myself, it was such a transformational experience that I totally changed my mindset when I thought about other people doing the same thing. And I began to feel a little bit more compassionate and excited for people who actually change their life. And so if New Year's is when you finally make that change or you feel like that you pull from the strength and the excitement of other people around you who are making those changes at the same time, who am I to discourage you from maybe this being the time that you actually take that step and move forward into making a huge change? Um, and so I think that 
there's always going to be people who kind of roll their eyes at the whole new year, new me thing. I feel like I'm about to get some uh, input here. If you want to say my name, just say it. (laughs) I feel like you have some things to share about this. I don't even, I don't have much to share. I just feel like, uh, well, you know, I shared my thoughts with you. It's, I just hate cliches and I hate the cliche attitude. So when it comes to like people, I mean, look, bottom line is if you need that type of thing to get you to where you need to be, then go for it. You know, if that's what, if that's what helps you, but yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel what you're saying, though. Yeah. I feel what you're saying. I just, yeah, the, this just the cliches are. And I feel what you're saying because I was definitely there for mo- mo- way more time than I've not been there. I think, though, that we talked about this when we talked about it before. We're of the, gr- of the group of people that, like, we're reading things every day. We're learning. We're growing. We're trying to get better. Some people really don't even know that that's an option for them in life yet. Some people are in a different place in life where they just think what they've got is what they've got. And if doing it with the crowd is what gets them, even gets their feet wet, maybe they don't even follow through, but it introduces them to, hey, like I really can take these steps and have that option to change my life. I just feel bad hating on it now because like, I mean... (sighs) When you're, when you're making a change for yourself, it has to be for yourself. And so what other people think can't matter. But this time of year and this particular new year, new me, attitude, phrase, experience, people openly hate on it. It's a little bit different than if you start going to the gym in July, people aren't going to be making fun of you. Mm-hmm. They're going to be congratulating you. Yeah. And so I would just hate to contribute now that I know better. They say, you know better, you do better. For True. me. I would hate to contribute to making somebody feel like there's discouragement out there for them trying to make a change. Yeah. I mean, if January 1 is what people need to to turn a new leaf, <laughs> another one of those cliches. Right. <laughs> but if that's what they need to uh, to to elevate and, uh, and to be self-motivated, then, hey, go for it. Yeah. I'm still going to make fun of New Year, New Me. <laughs> That's not going to stop. But, you know, I'm, you should have, and, I'm, and I know it's easy to say this, but they should have the, their own self-preservation or whatever the word I'm stating or whatever I'm looking for, self-motivation to be okay with even me being a jerk, making fun Absolutely. of you for saying New Year, New Absolutely. Me. Absolutely. You know, and, so. and to be honest, like, I am being a little bit of a bleeding heart because I can't protect everyone's endeavors. Sure. Like at the end of the day, if you're going to have the kind of a change happen, that is the kind of change that changes your whole life or the trajectory of it. You can only go off of your internal motivation. Absolutely. So what other people have to say won't make a difference. And I'll give you that. I just, I don't know. Maybe I just. You're coming. (sighs) You're coming from a very compassionate place, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm also in the midst of my own transformation. Sure. You know, and so I I have experienced such a rewarding, like, 
I don't what's the word? Like I'm so blessed because I've found a community like in Facebook and and just different people that I know. Like I've had so much more support than a lot of people would get. And so I'm grateful for that. And do I think that at the time I decided to make that change that I would have done it regardless? Yes. But I can think of one or two moments in my journey where I definitely was helped in my decision to stay on track, knowing that I was accountable to the people who were supporting me. So yeah, I guess I am, I'm coming at it from a more compassionate standpoint, but. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's not. I just try to be nice to everyone. Yeah. But not at my own expense. That's one thing that I've grown a lot. Like I used to be nice to everyone at my own expense. Yeah. And now it's like I gotta be. I gotta make sure I'm good first. Yeah. And then I have I have whatever's left is for everyone else. So, no matter how you feel about it, though, this time of year is a time of year where everyone is thinking about getting ready for summer. Or even if you feel like you're already there. You're, you maintain like that healthy, ready, ready for the bikini lifestyle all year round. You're at least refreshing and recovering from the shuffle of the holidays and the busyness and the parties and the extra drinks or whatever. This is just a good time of year to kind of revitalize yourself, really focus inward. We spent the whole holiday season giving, 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 um, receiving as well. But January, I think, is just like you said, that, that new leaf time of year where it's all about starting fresh. Um, although for myself, I'm kind of a Grinch with the holidays. So I hope I don't, I don't see that coming from you. Why? I don't know. Cause you're a very cheerful person. So I don't see Grinch. I mean, uh, a Grinch, I use the word Grinch just because I think it's something that everybody knows, but I'm not mean, I'm not nasty or bitter. I just, like honestly the hustle and bustle and all of the fuss I don't understand because I feel like traditions can be kept any time of year loving your family and being nice to people can be done any time of year yeah I just I don't understand people getting so stressed out and running themselves crazy and spending money that they don't have and excuse me, all the commercialism and everything like that just, it's not for me. So I definitely anticipate being somebody who travels for the holidays. Like when I have a family or I'm, I'm married, like I want to be on an Island on Christmas morning by myself or, you know, with a couple people with a rum runner in my hand. That's my plan. Sounds like a great Christmas morning. What about you? Do you, do you like the holidays? I love the holidays. I love the holidays, but it's, it's not the holidays are what you set them out to be. So I don't believe in, not that I don't believe, but I don't agree in seeing Christmas decorations in October either. I love, I turned the radio off the other day because they were playing Christmas music. Yeah, I'm hearing Mariah already. I love the holidays in respect to, um, being around family, yeah, and spending time with loved ones, and just being joyous and giving and receiving, and just 
again, the cheer of it all before it became this commercial mess that it is now. Yeah. That's how I still try to see it. And when I have kids, that's what I'm going to instill in them. If I have kids, I would like it to become a very intimate, connected, like lots of traditions and things like that. Just for the memories. Um, I think part of my feeling about this is that a lot of family holiday time that I remember wasn't actually because people wanted to do it. It was for show. Yeah. And so that to me, that's dumb. Like yeah. I would just hear stress happen for a week. Yeah, for sure. You know, and that doesn't make sense to me. So I think having like, unfortunately my extended family, it's not that, you know, we all love each other. It's all great when we do get together, but it's not as tight knit as some families. And so I just, I felt like it was just for show a lot of times. Yeah. And whenever you do things for show, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. So So, either way, neither here nor there. Um, But I think that whether you're someone who's a resolutionist or not, you know, like I said, this is definitely the time of year where you're at least reevaluating some things, you know, deciding if you want to keep doing the things the way that you did the year before, if you're trying to start something new, if you have new goals that you're tackling, whatever it may be. Um, and so a lot of times this time of year, whether it's something new or something that you're just kind of re revisiting, coming back to after the holidays is diet, exercise, lifestyle, all of that. And so this is uh, a question that I get all the time. Because, like I said, I'm in the midst of my transformation. I did a solid eight weeks, and then I've just been kind of in maintenance mode since then. Um, And then when I kind of asked for some topics, I got that specifically again. What is your weight loss secret? So I'm here to make it not a secret anymore. Are you sure you want to share this confidential information? (sighs) There is some parts that I can't share. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Save some for you the book. For the book. Oh my gosh. You're putting a lot on my plate. Look, monetization. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> so no, I did I worked with a holistic nutritionist. So that's one part of it. And he did put me on a program, which obviously um is something that he pours himself into and he charges a fee for. So Absolutely. while I was in the midst of it, a lot of times people were like, send me that recipe, give me that meal plan. And I'm like, I can't. Mm-mm. He paid a lot of money for it from someone who paid a lot of money for his degree. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I, I could not recommend it more. Yeah. Before this experience, I was always like, man, I could just Google a meal plan or whatever. But like having support that you paid for and that's like always there for you. Mm-hmm. It's invaluable. And there's nothing more important that you can invest in than you. Absolutely. (laughs) And I used to always say that, but I don't think I really believed it until this experience. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because once you've invested fully in yourself and continue to do so, you feel unstoppable. And it pays off tenfold because everything that you do is just better. Everything. So many things that I've been wanting to get started on that I've been too scared to jump into. Like the more that my confidence grows and the more that my um, understanding that I can say I'm going to do something and then do it grows. I just, I feel like a whole new person and I'm not even done yet. I don't think um, your, your guy would mind you um, putting his information out there if he's that great. 
To have people contact them? Yeah, maybe? this is true. Not at all. His name is Derek um, Chartier. Chartier. I actually don't know how to say his last yeah. name, but we'll link his information. Absolutely. For sure. Um, I've referred several people to him yeah. um, already. And just like, you know, he, it's all custom to what you are, are going through. Like, there's a questionnaire that you fill out at the beginning. But from my understanding and talking to some of the people that have begun working with him, like, their experience has been different than mine, and it, it's really completely based on what you need. Um, maybe we can even, like, have him sure. input sometime. Absolutely. That'd be wonderful. I currently <laughs> donate monthly to a gym that I don't go to, <laughs> so maybe I should speak to Derek myself and yeah. have that, at least that $20 go to him instead. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he... Like, just the amount of knowledge that he has and the way that he broke down, just understanding the way that food operates in the body and and not demonizing, like, whole food groups, but understanding their purpose. It, it just, my mind grew so much. And something that he had me do, which I think I can say, because um, I, I won't give it complete detail, but he really asked me at the beginning in the questionnaire to kind of examine, like, where I am and the cost to my future I would incur by staying where I was. And that really blew my mind. Like thinking about just like the aches and pains in my body and the things that I didn't feel comfortable doing because I didn't want to be seen on camera or, you know, just different things and how it was holding me back and where I wanted to be in five years versus where I would be in five years if I stayed exactly the same. Like that shook me, really shook me. Because I sat back and thought about how long I had already been in a place I didn't want to be. And I was like, I literally can't afford to stay here any longer. And that got me ready to rock and roll. Um, so I, I would just want to talk about kind of where I started, what I've done so far, where I'm headed, and kind of what I learned along the way. Tell your story. So, so far I've lost 35 pounds. I did that in an eight-week period. So literally, like, start to finish that whole time, it was 35 pounds. That's awesome. And not every week was the same. Like, one week was nine pounds, one week was three pounds. Like, it just, you know, kind of varied because our bodies vary. And I did a pretty good job of not stepping on the scale too much. Yeah. Because that's one thing, especially for the ladies. Our bodies fluctuate different times of the month. With our hormones being different, we hold on to water differently. Like, you can't go by the scale. The only reason I got on it so much was because I had a scale, which we can link below. It's an it's on Amazon. Um, and it tells you, like, your body fat, your muscle, your water weight, all of that. So if I were to get on the scale and see that, hey, it hasn't moved, but my body fat percentage dropped, my water increased, and my muscle mass increased, I look different, I lost an inch in my waist, you mm -hmm. know, like, it was a measurable progress that I could still track. So I could say, okay, even if the number didn't change, my body still got healthier this week. I think people need to see progress. Absolutely. So... And I, like, I have worked in the past with, like, weight loss supplements and things like that. And I used to always tell my clients, take before and after pictures. Because the way your clothes fit or the way your body looks might change, even if the scale's not moving and all vice versa. So 
definitely kept me on track. Um, but I tried not to get hung up on it as well. I would, t- I would go by if I was sleeping better, if my digestion was better, if I felt less hungry or had less weird cravings, all of those things are a sign of better health. And if you approach it from a, I'm trying to improve my life and improve the longevity of my experience here, the quality of it, um, it becomes a lot easier to be reasonable with your goal setting, at least for myself. Um, so 35 pounds in the last eight weeks, honestly, it's been about eight weeks since I was working exclusively with him and the plan that he gave me, I've maintained. Um, so during those eight weeks, it was a ketogenic diet. There's a lot of different ways to do keto. Um, a lot, the most well-known keto I feel like is lazy keto, which is explain. I'm not a nutritionist. We're going to disclaimer right now. I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a nutritionist. But if you look up keto on Facebook or Google, you're going to see like bacon, blue cheese, buffalo ranch, chicken dip. That's how I know keto. Right. <laughs> um, or like bacon wrapped mozzarella sticks. Yeah. And not to say that you can't eat those things and remain in ketosis or get into ketosis, but those are not healthy for you. Right. And so it really depends on what your end goal is. I'm not going to tell you one is right or wrong, but you'll also hear a lot of people argue that keto is really bad for you or it's bad for you long term. Yeah. And eating that way, I would have to agree. Yeah, I mean, anytime you're introducing fatty foods to your body on a regular basis, that can't be a... It's not the fat. The fat's not the issue. No? No. So if you're a nutritionist out here listening to me, again, I gave a disclaimer. Yeah. My understanding is that there's two metabolic pathways by which your body can um, get energy or burn, create energy for itself. One is glucose, which is carbs. And one is fat. And like the ketones is what your body creates when it's burning fat for fuel. So you, your, your body needs some carbohydrates for brain function and things like that. But it can actually create it from like, I, I believe it can create it from muscle. Okay. Which is why you have to be careful with like the amount of carbs that you're cutting out because you don't want it to eventually eat your muscle. There is definitely balance. And so that's why I worked with a nutritionist. Like I wasn't planning to do keto. That's what he put me on. But he put me on a, a different kind of keto, which we'll talk about, um, to reset my hormones and like get my insulin. Like I'm sure I didn't get blood work done beforehand, but I'm sure I was heading towards insulin resistance. I mean, you can only beat up your body for so long and the amount of weight that I needed to lose, I'm sure that I was not in the best place. Um, and so your body does need a little bit of glucose, but you can be in ketosis for an extended period of time. And he had me carb cycle for my hormones because women in keto and men in keto need different things. Um, and he had me carb cycle like once, I think I was five weeks in and my body kind of stopped responding. Mm. And so I had a heavy carb day. I had like 150 carbs or maybe even more. Okay. And I gained three pounds of water weight the next day, lost it the next day after that and lost six pounds the week in that week following. Wow. It just reset my body. 
like whatever it did, I needed it. Um, whereas like somebody else might not have needed that or like a guy on week five probably wouldn't have needed that. Um, so the fatty foods is not the issue. It's like the, the, the fraud, like I, I, I'm not a nutritionist, so I shouldn't say what the issue is. Yeah. The fat is not the issue. Okay. Mm-mm. I thought in like the this, this spectrum of like cholesterol and things like that. If you watch people who are eating a clean ketogenic diet, like actually this the really safe version of it, their blood work and their markers, like all of that are usually better than they've ever been. Now, again, you really have to understand. I think that not n- nothing is one size fits all for everyone. For and sure. That's why, especially with diets like these, you do need to work with a professional, in my opinion, because they can monitor what's best for you. Because if I hadn't been working with a professional, when I hit the wall that I hit, I probably would have stopped and ruined my progress or at least ended my progress. And I was only at like 20, 22 pounds loss at that point. So I... I it still did almost double in those last three and a half weeks that I wouldn't have been able to do on my own because I wouldn't have understood the process. Yeah. He had me like add in supplements, uh, vitamin B, B12, um, vitamin C, potassium, um, electrolyte, an electrolyte supplement. And uh, it totally changed the game for me. So we did the keto diet. For me, it was very, very clean. There was no dairy. There was no gluten, there was no sugar, there was no soy, no vegetable oils, no artificial sweeteners, extremely clean. I took out anything, all of those things are very inflammatory, really upsetting to the digestion a lot of times. Um, Gluten and dairy are two of like the very well-known allergens. Not everybody is allergic or sensitive, but a lot of people are. Um, I learned that I'm not sensitive to dairy in the way where it's like going to destroy my stomach the way a lot of people experience it. But my sinuses immediately after reintroducing it, it was an issue. Um, Gluten, it's not cute. We just, I learned that my body does not, nope, we don't do that. (laughs) So anyways, um, I eliminated those things. In addition to the weight that I lost, I lost so much inflammation in my body. So I look like I feel like I appear to have lost even more than I did because the swelling and just like the irritation in my body is gone. It makes sense. Yeah. So again, because I was working with a professional, he was kind of able to identify with me, like what would be the best to cut out, leave in, how to tweak things. Um, my next upcoming goal is to lose an additional 15 pounds because I want to hit that 50 pound mark. And from there, get in the gym, kind of tone some things and, and decide upon what my ultimate goal is going to be. Cause I don't have a number per se. I just want to look and feel my best. And I want to give myself the liberty to kind of change that as needed based on lifestyle or whatever. Um, so I feel like it's probably best if I talk about what I had to identify within myself to get to those points and really achieve that. So what worked for me in addition to doing the ketogenic diet, I used two supplements. Um, one was like a fat burning supplement that just helped boost my metabolism. Um, it helped curb hunger cravings a little bit. Oh, 
I also did intermittent fasting with the ketogenic diet, which a lot of people, keto and intermittent fasting kind of go hand in hand. Um, but do I just want to do a quick rundown of what that is. Yeah. So there's a couple different ways that you can do it. But for me, we started with an eating window of, I could eat anything between 9am and 6pm. Well, uh, the meal plan that he gave me, but I was eating between 9am and 6pm. And then after that time period, water, black coffee, tea, all fine, unsweetened. Nothing that's going to spike your blood sugar, but only liquids, no food. Um, then we moved it down. So I was eating between 12 and 6. And then we tried to move it down so that I was eating, I think, between 2 and 6. But because of a schedule, it, we made it 1 and 5 p.m. And my body didn't like that. Like, it just was not a big enough window for me. I couldn't, because the thing is about intermittent fasting is people will try intermittent fasting, but say they cut out the breakfast time, then they'll skip breakfast which is fine, but then they don't make up for the calories they need in the other meals. So like you're not fasting and starving yourself. You still have to get the amount of calories that you need in that time of day that you're eating. So would would you and your not quite but not quite expert opinion, but someone that's going through it opinion suggest that people still try to get three meals in or is no. it like a certain type of way that you eat through so window. Yeah. So the meals that I was having were just, I noticed they were getting like richer, more calorie and nutrient dense, but not necessarily was I eating three full meals within six hours. Um, breakfast was sometimes would be like a bulletproof coffee. So coffee, coconut oil, butter. I added stevia, vanilla, and cinnamon. And that was breakfast. And I would fill me up, but there's a lot of calories in that, um, a lot of fat. Yeah. And the the key, I mean, you're you're feeding your body primarily fat to the point it gets to where it can burn its own fat for fuel, and that's when you start losing. Um, and so, in the fasting period, your body is burning off damaged cells. It's burning its own fat for whatever energy it needs. You basically, at the end of my program, the guy that I was working with was like, you basically have a whole new body at this point because you have burned through all of the inflammatory compounds of the things that you used to eat and all of the, the bad stuff in your body. I don't know if this is going to be a cursing podcast or not. I think it is going to be. Sorry, guys. We're you got to be you. Yeah. It's all the bad shit, basically. Yeah. Your body, it's called um, autophagy. Okay. Um, and the longer that you're in the fasting period, the more intense your body is burning things, free radicals, cells, things like that, in my non-professional opinion. <laughs> um, I actually want to have a keto expert on here, so we definitely need to see about having Derek on or sure. somebody. There's actually a couple people that I really like to follow that have great input on that. Um, but yeah, so the intermittent fasting... Basically, every single day by 5 or 6 p.m., I was done. And I wouldn't eat the ne until the next day at whatever time as we shrunk it down. And I think it's really, really important to know that, like, you can't just go from eating from the second you wake up to the second you go to sleep and then go to a four-hour eating window. 
like you have to taper it down or you're going to be crazy. Your body is going to have crazy insulin roller coasters. Like you're going to be moody. You're going to be hangry. You got to work down to it. So that was the biggest thing that I learned um, with that. Um, I'm hangry just thinking about it. No, honestly, though, but when you're like when I was in it, I even now, like naturally, you know, sometimes out of boredom or if I'm just up near the kitchen at night, I'll get a snack. But it's honestly not because I'm hungry. And as soon as I do it, my body's like, oh, like we don't eat at this time anymore. Mm -hmm. My body's much happier without it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I sleep better because you know, I feel like we've all heard that though. Don't eat too late at night because then your body is processing when you should be resting. Oh, that's a real thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. For sure. The older you get, the more you feel it. That's a very real thing. <laughs> I can't have anything that's like red sauce related, at, like right before I go oh, to bed. Yeah, or my I'll dad's be the same. Struggling throughout the night. Yeah, yeah. That's awful, man. I can't imagine. I'm not there yet, but I hope not to be. Yeah. Honestly, though, intermittent fasting, like, even when I'm not, like, I'm not eating keto right now. I had chips, like, on the way over here. But I'm still eating super clean. I'm not including gluten, dairy as, like, a sometimes thing. And that's how I've maintained. So I still eat very clean, and I eat um, reasonable portions. Like, I don't just allow myself to binge and go crazy the way that I did before. Honestly, I just didn't have a a good understanding of what portion sizes were. Um, So... What worked for me at the beginning was just getting really honest with myself. Like, it, it is hard to look at yourself and be honest about everything that you don't like. And there's a difference because my negative self-talk was like a, a constant running hum. So it's not that I wasn't having that, but to actually look and say it out loud and be like, there's a difference in negative self-talk because usually that's not even true half the time. But to sit there and be honest and be like, girl, this needs to change. Like, your weight is not healthy for your body. Like, if you were to have kids, you're not going to be able to run and play after them when you're older. You know, have that kind of conversation. Be be very self-aware, not only of where you're at, but what you want. And understand that it's not frivolous. It's not stupid. It's not silly. Like, I... <laughs> And it, I just said it's not silly, but yet I still feel a little embarrassed. Like, honestly, a secret goal in the back of my head, like I would love to get back into shape dance-wise so that I could try out for um, like an NBA or NFL dance team. It's not silly. Even if you don't try out, at least you got yourself back to yeah. where you wanted to be yeah. and feel like you could try out. But like it's to sit there and goal. have that conversation and say like, girl, you're never going to be able to get in that kind of shape if you don't make some changes. Get honest about whatever it is that you want, as big and scary as it seems, because the bigger and scary it seems, the more of a realization you'll get that you got to change something to even get halfway there. So that was the first and most, probably the most difficult part of really making the change. Um, Mindset work, which I'll be honest with you guys, I'm not saying that you need to do this beforehand for this long to make the change, but this transformation It's probably a year and a half in the making. I spent like a year (laughs) kind of hermited away, like healing from a lot of different things, which I'm sure at some point we'll address. But if you follow me on Facebook right now, you've heard a lot of my stories. And I really just spent so much self-work, like getting to know myself and understanding like what needed to heal and doing the work to get to the point where I could come up for air long enough to be like, okay, this is the next step. Um, listening to my body. So the intermittent fasting was really great for that because I 
knew and, and working with a professional for me helped me because when I would be doing it on my own in the past and I would get hungry or whatever. 35. Okay. I would, um, start to rationalize. Well, like, oh, if I just have like a little protein at 9 PM, protein's not bad for you. Or, you know, oh, I'll just put a little cream in my coffee this morning. Uh, Just little tiny things. But if you do several little tiny things throughout the day, it adds up. Um, Working with a professional knowing that he, whatever he told me to eat was all I needed. I don't need anything else. So outside of that, it's literally just in my head or my body needing to adjust. It was like a healthy amount of pain, discomfort. And so at nighttime, as my body was adjusting to the intermittent fasting and 10 o'clock comes around and I would be grumbling in my stomach, I'd be like, you have the amount of calories you need. You need to go to bed. And I could then start to determine, like, I'm not even hungry right now. I just had some news that upset me. And within 10 minutes, my body told me I was hungry because I'm upset. And if I wasn't on this program with this support, I would have gone and got a snack thinking I was actually hungry. Yeah. Crazy. Comfort thing. Comfort thing. But like, it was more than mental. Like I had been in that bad habit for so long that my body physically responded to that. Like I literally had a, like a hunger grumble. Wow. Yeah. And like when I would be stressed out, I would start having cravings for stuff that I hadn't craved in weeks. I remember one time, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about this at some point in a future episode, but I really had to identify part of the reason I was holding on to so much weight was protection. Like, I thought that if I was conventionally unattractive, I would be less of a target to a predator or someone harassing me in public or hurting me again. And so one time, about halfway through the program, I was at the mall with my friend, and there was a guy that Follow, he was following us around the mall. He like came into a store, tried to talk to me. I like kind of indulged him for a second and then tried to leave as fast as possible. And he followed us up into another store. I think he just probably had really bad game, but fight or flight PTSD. I felt vulnerable. I felt uncomfortable. I felt at risk. And when I was driving home, I started craving Taco Bell. Yeah. Taco Bell would have completely derailed me because that's it, it just it, like it's a start of a bad habit that leads to me keeping that weight on. And it was just it, insane. And like, this is how vulnerable you have to get with yourself. How sure. embarrassing is that? Like, me wanting to look my best and feel my best and be this healthy, inspirational, motivational person. And here I am, like, craving Taco Bell because I'm scared. That's, but that's how real. You have to get with yourself when you want to make these kinds of changes. And it doesn't even have to be weight loss related. Like there's reasons that we all have these different patterns. And I don't think that people are honest with themselves the way they need to be. So just like listening to my body, learning to distinguish the difference between, hey, I'm really hungry or like there's something else going on. Sometimes people will keep a food diary. I didn't need to because I think I've just... I had already practiced listening to myself in different ways for such a long time. Um, On the flip side of that, 
there was a week, the week that he had me do a carb cycle, I woke up every morning with a headache. I was sleeping so much. Like I had to have a nap every day. Um, I had only lost like a pound or so that week. My body was just not responding. And so I let him know that that finally by that Friday, I was like, look, you know, I, I know when I usually am like emotionally craving, but I think I'm actually hungry, hungry. Like these are what, this is what I've experienced. I haven't lost any weight this week. And that's when he was like, this is what we need to change. And so, but because I had been listening to my body and and kind of developing that discipline, it, it also afforded me the opportunity to understand when my body was actually asking me for what it needed. I feel like you did a really good job with that because I feel like if I was in the same position, I would have showed up at his office with a bag of ruffles. <laughs> like, dude, we got to change something up because this hunger is real. It's so funny. Well, no, I mean, I wanted to stick to it. I wanted to stay committed. And I told him, I was like, I feel like I'm failing myself for needing this. And he was like, you don't understand. He was like, even tonight when like, he was like, you know, I think you can handle this. So like, you're going to have a cheat, a cheat. Well, he's actually, he didn't say cheat meal. He specifically said, this isn't a cheat meal. This is a part of your plan. Your body is asking you for something. And if you don't give it, like you, it's, it's been doing all of this amazing work for you over the last five weeks. You've lost how much weight, like you've changed this much. And he was like, if you don't listen to your body right now and honor it, it's going to stop giving you what you're asking of it. And I was like, you're right. And he was like, so this is a, a, a change in the plan, but it's still a part of the plan because this is what your body needs to keep moving forward. This is why I haven't met this dude. This is the first time you even told me about him, but I feel like what what he's studying and what he's kind of preaching is so dope because I don't think anything should be and I don't think any diet that's rigid and structured within certain lines is is going to fail because not everything is for everyone. Right. The fact that he's learning you and learning your habits and you're telling him how you're feeling and stuff like that. And he's making changes based on that feedback and you're seeing results based on those changes that he's giving you. I think this is a real thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I mean, I literally, I don't know that I've ever been able to speak more highly of someone that I've worked with in this, in this capacity. And I have never worked with someone this closely, but just, I've been in health and wellness for a long time. I was a dancer my whole life diet. Like I've been dieting since I was 10. So, you know, I, I have never been more impressed by somebody. He just was fantastic. And he did it in a way that was so no nonsense, like not an insensitive at all, but I'm such a feelings person, even though I like to pretend that I'm not. And he was just so practical, but also very compassionate when, when needed. So there was no fluff and there was no reason to think too much about it or to feel too bad about anything. So, um, practicing the discipline as I was learning to listen to my body and identify, then I had to really be like, okay, like you need to chill right now. You're not hungry. Like just go to bed. And so I did, like I started sleeping better and on a better schedule because I would just go to bed instead of staying up and eating snacks and being stupid. <laughs> um, you mean and I like what I do every day. Yeah. I mean, even now though, I have to put myself to bed. I'm like, go downstairs, just go downstairs because otherwise you're going to go up here and like, you know, look up recipes, keto desserts in the middle of the night. Like I don't, you don't, I don't need them. I don't care if they're keto or not. Like it's just not necessary. Keto desserts sounds really good right now. I need to stop. You keep going. <laughs> Um, and then identify the priorities that I have moving forward. Like ultimately I wanted to heal my relationship with food. I wanted to stop saying like, like 
oh my God, gluten is the worst. It's not unless you're sensitive to it. You know what I mean? Not everyone needs to be gluten-free. I also like accidentally had it a couple weeks ago and I learned really quickly that like it's not the best for my body, but I also don't need to fear it the way that I did fear it because, you know, I didn't, I didn't break out in hives or like end up in the hospital. It's just understanding what you want for your body and tailoring what's best for you to do it. Like I can have whatever I want, but I don't want to have migraines. I don't want to have sinuses that are backed up. I want to sleep well. I want to not go to bed with a stomach that is three times the size it was when I woke up in the morning. And that's one thing that I was experiencing, like an extreme, unnecessary, like unexplainable about a bloat. I would wake up in the morning with a relatively flat stomach and feel like I was three months pregnant by the time I went to sleep. And I could have fasted the whole day and only had water and it would still happen. My digestion was just so out of whack. Like, these are just the things that I had to be honest with myself of like, I don't want to experience this anymore. And at that point, then having eight weeks straight of feeling the best I've ever felt in my entire life and seeing that I had the power to continue choosing to feel this amazing, it made it very easy to maintain and stay pretty on track. I mean, I eat a lot of French fries. I'm not going to lie, but they're sweet potato fries at least half the time. Sweet potato fries. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I still rein myself in on portion sizes or I'll be like, okay, you had fries yesterday. Like you don't need to have French fries today. And I bake them, you know, making excuses. No, but and I, I, I'm not done. Like I still definitely have some things that I can learn, some more discipline that I can gain. Um, but the amount of progress that I've had and the maintenance that I've experienced is nothing I've ever done in my life successfully. So I just, I think that, Mindset is the basis of any transformation, but so much more so in weight loss than people give it credit for. Like I used to sell supplements for weight loss. There is no such thing as a magic pill. There's a lot of great products that can be used in conjunction with what you're doing, but you have to change your mindset first, change your habits, and then add in, you know, quality things to help you along the way. So... I'm going to be actually in the midst of this coming up soon. I want to get past Thanksgiving and then all of December leading up to (laughs) New Year, (laughs) new me. Yeah, I'm going to be getting ready and then we'll decide. We'll decide what my ultimate goal is, but... If you follow me on Facebook, you'll you'll see all of those updates and posts and everything. So I'm pretty excited. I'm excited for you. Thanks. I may join you on January 1st. Oh, yeah? No. He's going to join me on January 6th. Yes, just to buck the system. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say 7th, but then it would. I feel like that's even cliche because it's like it's a whole like week a after. Weekend, yeah. or, or January 3rd. No, actually, a lot of people start on January 3rd. Maybe I'll get completely crazy with it and join you on December 28th. I think that's actually the best plan. How you like those apples? Yep. Yeah. I think you should. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Well, I hope this was beneficial to somebody. If you, if you 
have been inspired and you would like to contact the person that I worked with, his information will be included in the notes, wherever those notes are going to be. We might get fancy and put it on the screen. Oh, on the screen. We'll see. Maybe. You know. The link below. They'll get it somehow. Yeah. They want it, they'll get it. We'll get you the contact for that. Um, And then I would love for you guys to chime in somehow. Sure. Like email? Email, DM. Comments, DM, yeah, DM. You can DM me. If if y'all want some type of like accountability, like a, a group or something. Yeah. We can make, we make that We could get happen. all the way crazy with it. They could send you video messages. Yeah. What? Well, I mean, just weight loss oriented. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't get too crazy with yeah, it. I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> st- yeah. Yes. One time. One, <laughs> one time. So last year, for like a whole year straight, almost every Tuesday, I would go live on Tuesday and say Happy Taco Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, you know, I just wanted to be involved in everybody's taco experience. (laughs) This already sounds dirty. I'm sorry. What is this podcast rated? Where did did we go just now? At the end of the video, I asked everyone to <laughs> show me their tacos. <laughs> Send me a picture of your tacos. Send me a picture of your tacos. And I like I hadn't even finished the word tacos. <laughs> and I realized what I had just almost finished saying. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, and this has been another episode <laughs> of Rising Low Podcast. <laughs> oh my god. And so my face, you can see it in my eyes as I finish saying the word tacos <laughs> of uh, what I had just asked to, to enter my inbox. And your innocence is adorable. My friends were watching and like you can react on Facebook Live. So I yeah. saw all these laughing faces just flood the screen. <laughs> and they were like, oh, we saw your face when you realized what you just asked for. And it was over. And they've never let me forget it. I wouldn't. I'm not going to let you forget no. it. So. Yeah. These nuts or these tacos? These nuts. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, best of luck. Don't send me your tacos. No, but send her your progress. Yes, for sure. And, and I'll your keep questions. you guys updated on mine and questions and whatever. Like I can, we can get someone who is a professional on here too to answer those for you guys. So love y'all.